let's get down to business. Thanks for coming out tonight. I wrote me a manual, a step-by-step booklet for you to get. Oh, I make money moves. You can't see me. My time is now. What up, what up, what up, guys? Welcome back to the Fitness Times Business Podcast. My name is Joseph Mensell. I am your host. You guys are in for a treat. In this episode of Fitness Times Business, I have a special guest dropping in for this episode, sitting across from me from the table. Her first name is Leah. Her last name is Mensell. She is my sister. What's happening, Leah? Hey, man. How you doing? Welcome to Fitness Times Business. Thank you. I'm going to get into um, a little bit of your background uh, and, you know, how you kind of fit into the the picture and why I have called upon you to be in this episode of Fitness Times Business. But before we get into that, I, I, I should be doing this every episode and sometimes I just get so pumped up that I completely forget, but we do have a lot of new subscribers that tune in. This may be the very first episode of Fitness Times Business they've listened to. Or perhaps the second or the third, because I forgot to do this for the last few episodes. <laughs> but just a reminder why you guys are tuning in to this podcast. You're tuning in because you're trying to level up. You're trying to level up in either fitness or business or any any area of your life. This is a personal development podcast, and you're tuning in to this particular podcast because you're looking for practical advice. Practical advice on how you can get to the next level with your fitness, how you can get to the next level with your career or your business, if you own a business or if you work for somebody else, how you can get to the next career in your personal life, in any area of your life. This is the podcast for you. And that's why you're tuning in. This episode of Fitness Times Business, I'm going to call this Stop Fooling Around in the Gray. That's what we're going to talk about in this episode. And before I kind of frame what I mean when I say stop fooling around in the gray, I need to give you a proper introduction, Leah. And I think it's going to become pretty obvious to you guys why I have called upon Leah to be in this podcast. And to be honest, I've been trying to get Leah in this fucking <laughs> podcast for quite some time now. But she tells me that, you know, she doesn't like the camera and, and, and this and that. And so I was able to kind of twist her arm a little bit. I said, listen, Leah, it's a podcast there are cameras and we do put it on the YouTube channel, but far more people listen to it than they watch it. So just think of it as like a microphone. Yeah. And because of your background in, in, in DJing, yep. we'll get into it in a second. <laughs> uh, I was able to, to twist her arm and get her in on this, uh, on this podcast finally. And we had, you know, some, we had the, the, listen, the universe wanted Leah to be in this episode. Let's put it that way. There are a few things changed that were out of our control and it just, the stars align and it's like, the, this is happening. This is the one. It's happening. Yeah. Now I've introduced you as my sister. Yep. We obviously have the same last name. That's how that comes about. But the reason why I wanted to get you in on this episode of Fitness Times Business, and to be honest, get you in quite consistently now that I've now that I've got you in the first <laughs> locked one, in. <laughs> now you're locked in. I'm going to continue getting you in on the podcast is because you have uh, an incredible mountain of experience in both fitness and business. So I'm going to allow you to introduce yourself. Let's start with your background in fitness mm -hmm. and then your background in business okay. and kind of, you know, where you've been and how you've gotten to this point uh, in your life. Okay. So sure. let's start with fitness. Let's go. Okay. So uh, my fitness uh, lifestyle started with basketball. Very similar to, to you. We both yeah. started playing basketball. Those of you who know my background would know um, huge basketball influence in my earlier years. Massive. And, and I guess I probably influenced you. Yeah, in the basketball I think it's probably why I started playing well. basketball. But anyway, we both played um, very elite level, high level basketball. Leah played at a higher level than I did that involved. Yeah. So at, at 15, I went to the AIS in yep. Canberra, the Australian Institute of Sport, and I played, uh, I was on scholarship there. And while I was there, I played under 19s for Australia at the Youth Olympics. Yeah. Um, and then with that, I was part of the under 21 Australian uh, squad mm. um, leading into the world championships. Uh, I, and with that as well, there in Canberra, I played WNBL for the AIS as well. Yeah. Um, then I came back here and I did a tour of, of China with Adelaide Lightning, mm -hmm. um, again, WNBL um, level. And then I kind of 
basketball took a little bit of a back burner, mm. focused on my studies a bit. Towards the end of your teen years, right? This is, yeah. all, this is all happening like this is know, all 14, happening. 15, 16, <laughs> 17, yeah, sort of like yeah. that four or five year period in there, yeah. which was, what were the years then? Talking like early 2000s? Yeah, yeah. Um, like mid 2000s. Mid 2000s, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So 15 years ago now. Yeah, yeah. 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 pretty much. Yeah. yeah. So did that, it, it took took um, some time off to study. Mm. Um, it was a hard balancing act trying to study at, at uni and, and trying to play elite level basketball. Yeah. So um, studied for, for a while. And then with that, I kind of lost a little bit of love for the game. Mm. Um, so I tried to find a, another, you know, some, something else for, for myself. Yeah. Um, I got back into the gym um, and that's when I uh, competed. Mm. in in um in bikini mm -hmm. so i did in the ifbb in the ifbb yep. yes uh did did some bikini shows mm. did did the state show did the national show i think i finished top four or five at, at nationals which you know in a stacked bikini lineup mm. so you know quite quite happy with that yep. um and then i actually got introduced to crossfit mm. so i was uh heavily uh, into my CrossFit training for a bit there, you know, two sessions a day, <laughs> or lived and breathed CrossFit for yeah. a little bit there. And then, you know, got into the competitive side of CrossFit. Um, and then I decided that with the blow up of women's AFL that I would, I would try, you know, throw my hat in the ring uh, for, for AFL, for yeah. women's AFL. So I tried out for South Adelaide, um, the SANFL uh, South Adelaide team, mm. um, SNFLW team, and I made that team, um, and we won a premiership that year. So we won a premiership, won a premiership with the with the South Adelaide team, and then, um, and then I think, yeah, I, I've kind of at the moment I'm just I'm just in the gym again. You just cruising. you know I'm just cruising you press along. Press that cruise control yeah. button until something else piques yeah. your interest. Yeah, see what see so what you've my body. Gone, you've gone from you know coming up as a teenager, playing at pretty much the highest level of basketball you can play in this country, at least. Uh, and then you've gone into so performance based, high level elite performance based mm -hmm. sports. Then you've kind of gone full pendulum swing into high level physique based sports. Mm -hmm. Then the pendulum swung back in the other direction and you've gone into, oh, well, you kind of stopped halfway really because yeah. CrossFit is a little blend of both. Yeah. So you've done CrossFit and then the pendulums kept going back towards the performance-based sport and you've ended up playing women's AFL. So <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you can see, you guys can see what I'm talking about when I say a, a wealth of, of fitness experience and a whole different, and just a lot of polar opposite experiences as well. Mm. Flip the switch. Yep. Let's talk about business. Let's talk about career. Yeah. So, I mean, you touched on it before with the DJ thing. Yeah. Um, I mean, before that I was working, you know, I did a lot of work in hospitality, you mm. know, while I was studying um, and a lot of work in, in retail yeah. um, storefronts yeah. while I was studying. Uh, that's where my background um, is in, in, in retail and, and hospitality. Yeah. Um, and then I DJ'd for... I'm going to say about seven or eight years, mm -hmm. um, toured nationally DJing, did, did some international shows DJing. Uh, and in that I got to learn a lot about building your own brand. Obviously, mm. you're, you know, you're, you're a DJ, but that is your brand. That's what you do. Um, and I guess being involved in the, in the music industry, you do see a lot of of the behind the scenes of that. So although I was just DJing, I saw a lot of how the music in industry runs, the hospitality industry runs and that, you know, th yeah. and then the retail side of that as well. Yeah. Um, and then I sort of decided that that lifestyle probably wasn't the healthiest of lifestyles for me. It didn't mm. really align with all of my, um, all of my core values and things like that. Mm -hmm. So I think I just sort of came in and started hanging out at Massive Joe's a little bit more, didn't yeah, I? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Just sort Back of. In, in, uh, <laughs> well, coming up to almost seven years ago yeah. now, right? Like two, 2013, 2014. Is pretty much when I started, yep. yeah. So I just did a bit of warehouse work at Massive Joe's. I then got into a little bit of the business development side of things. Mm. Um, I did a little bit of wholesale, work in the wholesale uh, part of the business. And then I really found my knack in retail. So I did obviously worked in the retail storefront, yeah. um, but found that I was really passionate about that. Mm. You know, I really cared about what was going on in the retail shop front side of, of Massive Joe's. Mm. So um, 
as we grew the retail store network, you know, we added added stores, um, you know, for a few years there till we built up to, I think it was, you know, we added, uh, we had like five and then we had eight and then we built up to 10. Mm-hmm. And with that, the role of retail operations um, was born. Yeah. Um, and I pretty naturally just, just uh, naturally fell into that role. Mm. Um, a lot of retail operations and, and the day-to-day of how retail should run run came quite naturally to me. So that's yeah. how I uh, ended up in, in this role that I'm in now. And your current role, just, uh, yes. to, just to, you know, where you are currently now. So you are our retail operations manager That's right. Yep. in charge of the 10 operational retail stores. Mm-hmm. And just to add a little bit of flesh to that as well, sure. so that you guys kind of understand. So Leah was really brought into that. She's, she's the first and only person that's held that position. And that position was created when we went from two retail stores mm. and then we opened the third. And at the time, like I had no fucking idea what I was doing <laughs> to be completely honest with you guys. And we were kind of running people out of head office to go work a retail shift here or there. I was working retail. Like mm. it was just a, it was, l- listen, it was good times. Yeah. And I look back on it, you know, uh, fondly, but it was a fucking mess. <laughs> it's a bit of a shit show. <laughs> and then what happened was we went to three retail stores and then we were looking at opening the fourth and I was like, fuck man, this is like, this is not scalable. Like yeah. I can't keep doing this. Like, you know, like it just wasn't working. So we completely restructured, well not restructured cause there was no structure. We built structure <laughs> around, <laughs> around yeah. um, the retail store network and that, you know, the structure was to allow us to scale up. Mm. So we went from, two, two to three. Mm. And then we restructured everything. So we had, we, you know, we had dedicated store managers, dedicated store casuals, and then yourself that was in charge of all of the store managers and all of the casuals and the whole network. And that allowed us to get from two to three retail stores right up to where we are now. And, and, you know, we've moved stores and closed some stores that didn't work so on and so forth. And so you've kind of seen us go from two Mm. up to 14, you know, so we've done 14 retail stores now. And that's kind of been your, I guess your most recent career journey over the last six to seven years was really being a very crucial part of the building and the structure behind the Massive Joe's retail store group. And at the start of 2020, (laughs) Rona hits and we go from 10 retail stores back to one. one. Thank you, coronavirus. So, you know, from that that side of your your career, you're probably in the most challenging situation you've ever been in. Mm. I would imagine you could probably confirm or deny. Yeah. Um, But, you know, in, in terms of your career, having, you know, really kind of raised that baby of retail stores from, you know, just a couple in uh, in its infancy yep. to being, you know, a, a reasonably mature teen, let's yeah. say. Yeah. <laughs> and then having this teen, um, you know, um, I don't know, develop a drug habit Go or something. Completely off the rails. <laughs> Go completely Which, off the rails. Yeah, that doesn't happen to and teenagers. No, though, no, no. no. <laughs> um, and so you're having to deal with that right here, right now yeah. and try and navigate that, um, you know, obviously with, with my help and my direction, mm. but definitely smack bang in the middle of the biggest career challenge that you've ever faced. Yeah, right in the thick of it right now. Yeah. You do also have another role here at Massive Joe's. Yes. Would you like to explain that one a little bit, how yes. that one came about? So I am also the head of design for Team J Apparel. So I take care of the design of of pretty much everything Team J Apparel. Yep. All of yep, all of Team J Apparel, everything that you guys see hit hit the market. Yeah. Is um is a brainchild of, of mine and mm. with influence from others. Mm. You know, you always hit you guys up in the office. What do you yeah. think of this? What do you think yeah. of that? What color should we do yeah. this? That sort of thing. And how um, did that come about? Let's, let's put, let's, you know, let's just make sure we get the detail around that too. Um, that came about again, just out of a pure passion. Yeah. Um, I just started in my own time, you know, once I'd finished at, at Massive Joe's for the day, I'd head home and mm. I'd open up Photoshop and Illustrator and start punching out designs and doing a bit of my, doing a bit of research and just yeah. sending stuff over to to you when because it was you from the you know when it first started. Yep. You you were sort of doing everything mm. design wise and stuff. And mm. yeah, I just started shooting stuff over to you. Joseph, what do you think of this? Um, can we do this T-shirt? 
how about we do these track pants? Yeah. I reckon this hat would be cool. Yeah. Um, and just really, I nagged you until, until yeah, you got one of, until you got pretty one of my much. designs to uh, yeah. to to manufacturing stage. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. And that also, you know, to to kind of spell that out to you guys as well. It, it was around the same time. It was 2015 mm. that I really decided to set TMJ Apparel up as an independent brand from Massive Joe's because up until that point. Like TMJ, for those of you who are unaware, stands for Team Massive Joes. Hmm. So I was literally just making apparel pretty much for the sponsored athletes at hmm. the time because they were, you know, they were Team Massive Joes, apparel for them to wear. Yep. And then it kind of developed and so on and so forth. And I was like, fuck, man, I, you know, I, like, let's, set, I, I really want to pursue this as its own brand. So I set up TMJ Apparel in 2015 as its own brand and then started doing custom cut and sew. Hmm. And, you know, um, just a whole revamp of that with, with, you know, up until that point, it was really just let's produce merchandise for Massive Joe's athletes. Yeah. And that was the shift where mm. let's set up our own apparel brand. Mm. And through that from 2015, you know, really right up until not even 12 months ago, man, yeah. was really when we did, you know, we had a huge change in logistics about how we were sourcing apparel and the yeah. quality control and, you know, what we were doing with the cut and sew and the designs and so on and so forth. And so once again, you have really seen that come from a, you know, pure infancy, mm. really the birth of that independent brand to where it is now, one of the most respectable and arguably one of the biggest fitness apparel brands in the country. Mm. So, you know, it's becoming pretty obvious to you guys right now as you're listening to this or watching this why, you know, I wanted to get Leah in on Fitness Times Business because the amount of experience in both the fitness realm and the business realm and from the business realm, you know, really running your own business as your own DJ mm. to being an employee of Massive Joe's, but really doing, you know, outside of employee type responsibilities in terms of building brands and building retail store networks and so on and so forth. Uh, you're probably, uh, you know, I, I would really have to dig deep to know some, to, to think about somebody who I know personally who has more experience in fitness and business than yourself. I appreciate so that. get comfortable okay. because you're going to be sitting in this chair more than just this one time. All right. So that's kind of the introduction. And, you know, it's important that, that I just lay that framework because I don't want you guys to go, wow, why is Leah on the podcast? Oh, you, you know, she's Joe's sister. That's why she, no, fuck no. She's on the podcast because she has so much value that she can add to you guys. And that's why you guys are tuning into this fucking podcast because you're trying to level up. And this woman right here is going to help you level up. Let's do it. So stop fooling around in the gray. What I'm talking about here, guys, when I say the gray is I'm talking about a mixture of black and white. So you mix black, you mix white, you create gray. Mm. Stop fooling around in the gray. What are we getting at here? When you consider any goal that you're trying to achieve or any outcome that you're trying to procure, any sort of end result that you're trying to get to, and you consider your day-to-day -day habits, your actions, the decisions that you make that drive those actions, the company you keep, the people you hang around with, so on and so forth, your own mindset, mm. is it growth, is it fixed, a optimistic, pessimistic, and your own thought processes. You know, do you, do you have, uh, you know, do you live in, in thought, in, in uh, visions of the future and what can be accomplished or do you kind of be haunted by mm. the past and, you know, perhaps failures that you've endured, so on and so forth. You can take any one of those things. And they either contribute to you achieving a particular goal or a particular outcome. They, 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 they allow you to take a step towards that, mm -hmm. which is what we're calling white, or they don't. Mm -hmm. They detract from it and they force you to take a step backwards, which is black. Mm -hmm. And if you take any, you can do it right now, guys, as you're listening to this, think of any fucking goal that comes to mind in any area of your life. And you can take habits, actions, decisions, company you keep, mindset, thoughts, and you can very quickly categorize them as white. Yes, they will contribute. They will allow me to take a step towards this goal or black. Mm. They're not. They're pulling me back. It's a, it's a step in the wrong direction. And this concept of the gray, when we start to mix the black and the white, what I'm getting at there is as humans, what we naturally tend to do, and, and when I say we, I'm saying I'm talking yeah. about you, 
I'm talking about me. I'm talking about every single one of you. There's not one person listening right now that hasn't done this at one time or another. Is we underplay things that are white. So things that we know we should be doing to take a step towards that outcome, a step towards that goal. Mm. But perhaps it's uncomfortable or, you know, perhaps it's difficult or for whatever reason, we downplay it. Mm. And so we kind of move it towards the black. So it allows us to justify not doing it. That's the gray. On the other hand, and this one's probably a little bit more obvious, things that are definitely black, we know that they are detracting us, detracting from us taking a step towards achieving a goal. Mm. We justify them in our own minds as maybe not being as black. Maybe we try and move them a bit towards the white. So things that are quite obviously, quite objectively black, we justify in our own mind as being gray. Mm. That's what I'm talking about when I'm talking about the gray. It works in both directions. Things that we should do that we don't, things that we shouldn't do that we do. Mm -hmm. And we end up in this fucking gray and we're fooling around in a gray and we wonder why we either never achieve the things that we set out to achieve or it takes us much longer to get there Mm -hmm. than we first expected. I want to talk about this a little bit because this is definitely something as I have developed in both my fitness journey and my business journey, I'm very conscious of making sure that I stay out of this gray area. If things are white, I do them. Mm -hmm. If things are black, I don't do them. What are your thoughts? I think that if you are in the gray, I think you need to understand why you're in the gray. Yeah. I think that's going to be, you know, a very important thing for you to to recognize is, okay, I'm in the gray. I'm not making all the white decisions I should and not making, you know, I am making some of these black decisions that detract from my goal and you need to look at why. Mm. Um, I think that's the most important thing there. Let's take some, let's start with fitness. Let's take some actual examples Mm. because the one, yeah, the one that I see the most I see a couple actually in the fitness realm because, you know, through, through Massive Joe's, I'm exposed to a lot of people who are, you know, just generally, you know, concerned with their health and fitness. Perhaps they're trying to, you know, build a little bit of muscle. Perhaps more often than not, they're trying to lose a little bit of body fat. They're trying to, you know, get their body composition a little bit better. Mm-hmm. So I see that a lot. And then on the competitive athlete side, I see a lot of athletes who are trying to be in their best possible shape. Yep. You know, they're trying, they're trying to, you know, win national titles. If they're pro athletes, they're trying to qualify for Olympia. You know, they're, they're trying to be the best competitive athletes they can be. And so what I see on both sides of this fitness realm, you know, usually it's, for example, the person that's trying to lose some weight mm-hmm. that cheats on their diet. Yeah. Quite clearly black, but they justify it because they go, well, you know, it's just one meal. Mm. You know, it's not going to, it's not going to be that, you know, not that big a deal. It's all good. I'll make up for it. Or in the competitive athlete side, they skip a cardio session, Mm. you know, ah, it's just one, you know, I'm doing 10 cardio sessions a week. What does one, you know, what's one going to make? What's the difference that going to make? So I see that sort of thing all the time in fitness, either justifying black you know, things that you really, you know, you shouldn't be fucking drinking every night. Yeah. You shouldn't be going home and having a glass of wine if you're trying to lose some body fat or build some muscle, as a matter of fact. Mm. You shouldn't be cheating on your diet if you're serious about getting lean, getting in shape. You shouldn't, as a pro athlete or an elite level athlete, you shouldn't be missing your fucking cardio sessions. You shouldn't be going through the motions when you go to the gym. Every workout should be like it's your last workout. But both sides, people fuck around in a gray. They do, yeah. That's what I see in fitness. What are you seeing in fitness? Um, I see it's the similar sort of thing. Yeah. I mean, I can probably give an example of of some experiences that I've had. And one that comes to yeah. mind is uh, when I was at the AIS mm. um, and we were preparing for a Europe tour yeah. um, coming into the World Championships. Yeah. We were going to do a tour of Europe. Um, there were 14 girls on scholarship. Ten of them were going to get picked for this Europe trip. Mm. Um and there was, you know, you had to train hard, you had to do your individuals, you had to do your extras outside of training, yeah. uh, had to do your recovery. There was a lot um, that went into preparing for this trip. And I didn't make that trip. Mm. Um, you know, I didn't, I didn't make that trip and I was devastated at the time. It was a goal of mine. Well, I thought it was a goal of mine mm-hmm. to make that trip. Mm. Um, I look back on that now and 
yeah, my coach wanted me to make that trip and my parents um, wanted me to make that trip. And really, you know, you have to sort of be self-aware enough to look back and recognise that I just didn't really want to make that trip bad enough. Didn't mean enough to you. Didn't mean enough. Yeah. So that I think that's one of the reasons that people mess around in the grey. You know what? I'm I'm going to give uh, a personal example myself because you've just you've just made me think of something too. Mm. My journey in the IFBB as a men's physique athlete was pretty similar. Pretty similar. Yep. You know, I started out in 2014, 13, one of those years, yeah. whatever it was, and I you know I set the goal because I'd taken some time off off um, you know physique based sports mm. competitively. And then men's physique came along. And so I set the goal that, you know, I was going to give myself five years and I was going to do every fucking show and everything I possibly could to turn pro in, in the IFBB. Yep. And, you know, so I start in now and I do the shit that I'm talking about now. Like I skip cardio sessions, you know, and, and, you know, didn't turn pro that year. Mm. And then, you know, I'd have cheat meals every week. Didn't turn pro that year mm. until it got to a point where 2017 Really, what happened in 2016 pissed me off so much. <laughs> I was so fucking pissed. 2016, I won, for those of you who are, who, who, um, are unaware, 2016, I won the state championship again. I went to nationals. Mm. The year before, I'd placed third at the Amateur Olympia, and a lot of people said I should have won that show. Mm. I went to nationals the year after in 2016. I didn't fucking place. And I was so pissed mm. that when 2017 prep came along, I was like, I'm not, I'm not cheating on my fucking diet. Mm-hmm. I'm not skipping a single cardio session. Every single workout is going to be like it's the last workout I'd ever do because this goal means so much to me mm. that I'm not fucking around in the gray no more. I'm not doing it Yeah. until I achieve this goal. And lo and behold, 2017 comes along, we're fucking everything, turn pro. It's, it's very uh, Michael Jordan of you. Thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> no, and I, you know, I think Michael Jordan's a good one to talk about because yeah. his his wife, for wanting his his outcome goals, which were his championships, yeah. wasn't something superficial. He didn't want to be famous. Yeah. You know, he didn't want to just. I don't. He didn't want to be sponsored by Nike. Yeah. His why was a deep, burning desire to mm. win, to be the best, to be known as the best basketballer in the world. The it, it, it can't be. You know, I want to. I want to win. Yeah, I want to do a bikini show and win because I want more. You know, I want to. I want a sponsorship from a supplement. I want to put brand. in my Instagram bio. I want to. Yeah, exactly. I want to be Liam Mansell IFBB Pro. Yeah. Uh, look, and it can't be that your why needs to be. It needs to make you want to. You know, as you would say, Joe, to rip fucking faces off. Yeah. You know, you you need to want something bad enough that you are willing to sacrifice everything else to reach that goal. Hundred percent, and I think that that kind of you know we've given you guys some some of our personal high level experiences, but it filters down to the everyday gym girl who's trying to lose some body fat, or who's trying to build some muscle, who's trying to recomp whatever it is. The truth is, when you kind of scratch below the surface, that goal, or perhaps the way that you framed that goal yourself, it doesn't mean enough to you. Mm. If you justify things that are obviously black or justify things that you know are obviously white and you justify not doing them, Mm. the truth is that goal or the way you frame that goal, the way you're thinking about that goal, Mm. it's just not important enough to you. Mm. Yeah. And I think that, you know, like we touched on it just before, but the two reasons that happen is one, it's, it's not your goal for yourself. You know, you want to lose, let's say your goal is to lose. 10 kilos yeah. or five kilos or whatever you're trying to lose weight wise as like, you know, not as a competitive athlete, mm. but just as a, as just, just an average, just, just, an average shape. just an average Joe. hundred <laughs> percent. Nice. <laughs> you can do that more than once. I'll allow it. Uh, but let's say that that is, that is the goal you have set yeah. or that you've said you've set, but your, your partner's set it for you. Yeah. Or, you know, your parents have set it for you or, you know, you have a PT and your PT has set it for you. Mm. Um, It's not if that is not going to elicit a a, a strong enough emotional response within you. Yes. um, To to for you to not muck around in the gray and for you to do all the white and for you to not do the black. It's just not going to have that effect. And this emotional response, you really hit the nail on the head there Mm. because, you know, I think back to the example I just gave. 
Mm. It was like I had to get fucking pissed off. Yeah. I had to get pumped up. Yeah. I had to get to the point where the emotional attachment to it Mm. was I'm going to rip fucking faces off. That's it. Till I achieve this goal. Mm. And so in the realm of fitness, if you guys, you know, whether you're just, like we said, trying to lose a little bit of weight, trying to build, trying to achieve any fitness goal, or you're a competitive athlete, or you're a performance-based athlete, and you're trying to win a championship or a title or whatever the fuck it is, mm. and you find yourself fooling around in the gray, yep. those are a couple of things to consider. First and foremost, is it actually your goal? Yep. And secondly, if it is actually your goal... Have you attached an emotional response to it? Exactly right. Is your why for wanting to lose those kilos or wanting to win that title or wanting to be in the best shape of your life, Mm. is it attached to something that emotionally motivates you so that when you find yourself in a position where you're making a decision to not do a black action or to not do a white action and you're messing around in the gray, it becomes very black and white. Mm. It becomes like you're in the matrix like Keanu Reeves mm. and you fucking the num the ones and the zeros are falling down and you're dodging fucking bullets and all sorts of shit. Mm. And it's just so obvious. Yeah. I really think in the fitness realm, that's where you guys need to get to. Yeah. To make sure you're not falling around in a gray. Mm. I think something we should discuss Joseph as well is another reason people fall around in the gray yeah. is purely a lack of experience. They actually don't know that messing around in the gray isn't going to get them their goal yet. Yeah. And I think that, you know, it's, it's a great segue because I want to flip the switch real quick. I want to talk about business and career Yeah, because I think that this is a little bit more prevalent, at least in what I've seen in the, in the business and career Mm. realm. Yeah. So let's talk about that. What, what have you seen or what is your personal experience with fooling around in the gray when it comes to your career? An experience for me that I can, that I can draw, draw from is when it comes to, I mean, it's uncomfortable, but comes to moving an employee on. Yeah. Um, before Massive Joe's, before the position of retail operations manager here at Massive Joe's, yeah. I hadn't been in a position where I had had, had to do that. Yeah. So, um, Let's, you know, talk about the goal for the retail stores yeah. for the year. We had a goal mm. um, of, a, of a certain amount of sales mm-hmm. um, and I had an employee who was the weakest link in the chain. Mm-hmm. You know, they weren't, weren't pulling their weight, you know, doing, doing things that just didn't support what we were trying to do with the retail stores yeah. um, and the goal that we were trying to achieve. But it's a little bit uncomfortable moving someone on. So, you know, you make excuses for them mm-hmm. and, you know, maybe I'll give them a bit more training and hopefully they'll get a bit better. And yeah. oh, I guess that wasn't that bad. Kick the can you down the road. You kick in the can down the road. Yeah. And what, what came of that um, is you don't achieve your goal. Mm. Um, and you, you know, I learned from that experience and I can now, I now know that if, if that is the case, mm. you know, you kind of have to act a bit, a bit more quickly there. You know, but I didn't have that experience until that had happened one time. Yeah. So that's, you know, that's the lack of experience that can, that can have you dancing around in the gray. And this is generally what I see play out, you know, um, amongst business owners Mm. and amongst employees alike is, you know, for whatever reason, the business and career realm tends to foster a lot more gray. Yeah. I think just because of its nature, it's less, you know, it's less black and white. The journey is a much longer journey when you compare it to fitness generally for most people as well. There's a lot more room to play in the gray. Yeah. And I think that, you know, what I tend to see is the more career experience or the more business experience that a particular person has their ability to see things as black and white becomes Mm. greatly enhanced. Mm. And I speak for myself when I do this as well, because I think back to, you know, uh, similar to you, but I'm just going to talk, you know, generally in terms of my candor with, with uh, people involved in the business. And that's candor with employees. That's candor with suppliers. That's candor with retail, you know, with, with just, you know, people that are, that have a relationship with the business. And I think back to, you know, even 
as as uh, man as close as twelve months ago. Yep. The things that I used to let slide, mm. and slide is the correct word. The yep. things that I used to tolerate, mm. because I didn't really know any better. Yeah. To be honest, and. With the, the beauty, with the benefit of hindsight, uh, retrospect. You can, retrospect, hindsight, you can look back at things and now look back and I'm like, my, fuck man, how did you, how did you tolerate that? How did you allow that? And this is the thing as well, right? And this particularly plays out much more in business than it does in fitness mm. is it's a very slippery slope. Once you tolerate one thing. Yep. It's much easier to tolerate it again. Right. It's much easier for it to roll into another thing that you tolerate. It's a much easier for it to become really, really gray mm. and really, really difficult to discern what's black and what's white. And so I look back on things as close as 12 months ago, and now I can piece the dots together. I can, I can join the dots and yep. I can go, fuck, had you shut that down right there yep. at that point and did not tolerate that? It wouldn't have led to this. It wouldn't have led to that. It wouldn't have led to that. And it wouldn't have led to that outcome that I now get really pissed off about. It's that, um, it's that Malcolm X quote. It is. Isn't it? Yeah. What yeah. you do not hate, you will eventually tolerate. Exactly right. And the, the cool thing, a lot of people, you know what a lot of people miss in that quote? Mm. They miss the word hate. You know why he uses the word hate? Passion. Emotion. Same, it's what same we, it's, we just said in the fitness realm. It's because you don't have a strong enough emotion tied to that goal. When Malcolm said that quote, he's tying the emotion of hate. Mm. If you don't fucking hate it, if you don't have that super strong emotion of, I hate this so much. You have to absolutely detest it. 100%. Mm. You tolerate it. Exactly. Because the emotional connection is not enough. Mm. And so this is what I see in myself and in, in, in colleagues in businesses mm. and employees in businesses and all of the employees that have come through this business, I see it as well. It's you, your standards that you hold yourself to. And this ties into so many things that we've spoken about in this podcast, what you do when no one's looking, keeping the promises you make to yourself, uh, personal accountability. There's so many things, but ultimately what it comes down to is whether you're running a business or whether you're an employee the standards that you set about what you're going to accept in terms of what's white, what's black, what's gray, as soon as you start sliding on those, mm -hmm. you're in deep shit trouble. As soon as you open the door, because how you do one thing yeah. is how you do everything. Absolutely. Yeah. It's Absolutely. very important. Very important thing to note. So let's, let's kind of, you know, I, I, I want to tie this together a little bit now mm. because I like to give the listeners practical advice on, you know, most of you listening right now, fuck it. Every single one of you listen. If you, if you, if you, if you disagree with what I'm about to say, you're lying to yourself, motherfucker. <laughs> Everyone listening to this right now is resonating with this at some, I'm talking yeah. and I'm resonating, mm. resonating with this at some point where you're like, shit, man, I knew that was black. Mm. In fitness, business, career, whatever it was, personal life, whatever the fuck, I knew that was black and I did it anyway and I justified it and it became gray or probably both. I knew I should have done that to advance my career or to level up my business or to get me towards a fitness goal or a personal goal, whatever it is. And I didn't do it mm. and I justified not doing it because blah, 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 and found myself in the gray. Mm. What practical advice can we give to help the listeners and the viewers stay the fuck away from grey? First, you need to not open the door to it, I think, like we just discussed. Yeah. Um, but I think even before that, let's go, let's go back to before that, you need to look at your goals. Yeah. You need to look at your goal mm. that you set for yourself and mm. you need to say, okay, is this my goal? Yeah. Is this something I want to achieve? Mm -hmm. And if the answer to that is yes then look further and go, okay, do I want to achieve this goal for an emotional reason mm -hmm. or is my want to achieve this goal something superficial? Yeah. Do I not have that strong emotional response when I think about this goal? Mm -hmm. And if that's the case, then you need to find another goal. Another goal. Mm. And I like to talk about this in terms of like mm. and want. <laughs> exactly. Yep. Take any goal mm. and use the word like. Mm. I'd like to lose some weight. 
I'd like to build some muscle. I'd like to win a state title, a national title, a mm-hmm. championship. I'd like to. I'd like to. It'd be nice. I'd like to. Yeah. And then change like to want. I want to lose some weight. I want to build some muscle. I want to win that world title. Not even want. Go to the next level. The guy level. has to go have. Go to the next I level. must. I must yeah. lose some weight. I have to because I it is. I need to. Yeah. If I don't, the world's going to fucking end. Yeah. That's where you need to get to. If you're in, if you're at the scale, let's say like is on one scale. Mm. And if I don't achieve this, I'm going to fucking die is on the other scale. Yeah. You need to be towards the, if I don't achieve this, I'm going to die. Exactly. That's where it needs, in terms of, in terms of the goal being your goal, the emotional attachment being attached to it and how much it means to you. You need to be towards the, if I don't achieve this goal, I'm going to fucking die. That's where you need to be. Don't get right towards that because that's (laughs) not healthy. That's not healthy to be there. But in terms of the scale. Yeah. If you're down the like end of the scale, it's not the right goal, man. Yeah. It's not the right goal. That's where you will end up messing around in the gray. Yeah. Yeah. I think all you need to do if you're listening to this and you're going, oh, you know, what would Joe know or. You know, who's who's this chick trying to give yeah. me this advice? I think, you know, we're in a room surrounded by some of the greatest um, sportsmen mm. and uh, sportswomen in the, in the world, in history. Yeah. I think if you look at these guys and you look at, you know, the greatest, you know, on a business side, businessmen and women in, in, in the world and in history. Well, you look, you know, for those of you who are listening to this and perhaps don't have the, the benefit of being able to see, mm. we've got in, in this room in particular where we shoot this podcast, yep. we're surrounded by Arnold Schwarzenegger, mm-hmm. we're surrounded by Michael Jordan, we're surrounded by Muhammad Ali. Back in the main office across this, this wall, two walls in mm-hmm. this direction, we've got LeBron James. We've got Michael Jordan again. We've got Richard Branson. We've got Steve Jobs. We've got Sean Coombs. We've got Dwayne Johnson. We've got Maya Angelou. We've got Martin Luther King Jr. We've got... Is that all of them? There's just... There's so many. There's just a a crazy amount. And all you need to do is look at any of these guys, um, any of their lives and how they led their lives and Mm. how they went towards achieving their goals. Mm. And you can see very clearly, very quickly, that they did not mess around in the grey. Yeah. It, they got to a point in their lives where it was it was white or it was black and yeah. there was no fucking around the grey at all. Yeah. They just did they just refused. It mm. was a matter of life and death for them whether they achieved their goals. And I think if you if you look if you look at the people you draw inspiration from, um, you'll quickly see that you'll have examples all around you. Yeah. That that messing around the grey. Yeah. No good. I think it's also important just to kind of point out as well that there is a process behind this. Mm. You know, this isn't just a switch you can flick. And you mentioned, you know, all those guys got to a point in their life where it was black and white. You know, I'm sure that Arnold, for example, didn't start off where everything, you know, his his habits, his actions, the Mm. companies keeps, his decisions, so on and so forth were black and white when it came to bodybuilding or it came to acting or it came to politics or whatever it is. There's a process behind this as well, guys. I'm personally going through the process, as are you, yes. as we will probably continue to do until our time on this earth is up. Yeah. It is really at the heart of personal development about refining goals mm. to the point where you have such a strong emotional connection that you refuse to tolerate. Yeah. Once you've got that experience, yeah. um, which is the first one, like we said, it's and the first it's, reason. And it's experience. Yeah. 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 What other practical advice can you give, if any? Um, another thing that I I think about when I'm setting a setting a goal, and I've got I've got a long term goal, is the temptation that you get from short term gratis like sh- short term um, gratification gratification yeah. um, or satisfaction. satisfaction was the word yeah. I was looking yeah. for um, in in the black stuff or, or mucking around in the gray. Yeah. I think it's really important to note that. And, and we've all done it, you know, let's, let's say you're prepping for a, for a show. Yeah. Um, and you've got, it, it, it's cold and you, you don't want to get up for cardio and you yeah. this big, warm, toasty cinnamon bun in bed. And this is how it happens. <laughs> this is how white turns to gray. And you this know, yeah. This is how black turns to gray. Yeah. It's going to feel good to stay in bed. Yeah. But let me tell you right now, winning yeah. feels a lot better. Yeah. 
Um, so don't get caught in that trap. Mm. Don't get caught in the trap of, of short-term gratification. Yeah. Um, and, and, you know, instead of, of, of the long-term goal, I think that's an important one. What about this one? I'm going to throw this at you because, you know, I'm, I'm, I, I'm putting myself in the shoes of the listener, put myself in the shoes of, of, of people tuning in and they're going to say, well, what if I've got conflicting goals? So, you know, a step towards a particular goal may be a step backwards from another goal. So something that's white when I look at perhaps my fitness goal is actually black when it comes to my career or my personal life or something that would take me a step towards a particular career goal is actually a step back when it comes to a fitness goal. Let's say, for example, something that just popped into my head, okay. you are um, trying to advance your career and you're at a work function and everyone's having some social drinks and whatnot and, mm -hmm. you know, eating the delicious food and whatnot. And so you decide to do that to, you know, be social and whatnot. But at the same time, you're pursuing a fat loss goal and you know that having those drinks and eating that food that's off your diet is black when it comes to your fitness goal. How do you, how do you balance? It's a juggling act, isn't it? Because I think this is, you know, a lot of people are going to come unstuck when it comes to the short-term satisfaction versus long-term payoff. Mm. A lot of people are going to come unstuck when it comes to, well, I'm, I've got all these different goals. I'm trying to spin all these different plates yep. in all different areas of my life. And sometimes the habits, the actions, the company I keep, the mindset, the decisions I make don't align. Well, we're not robots. Yeah. So it is a balancing act. Yeah. I think the most practical advice you can give to someone who is feeling a little bit like that is just avoid the black. Yeah. You know, it's okay to stand still. 100%. It's okay to be in the gray, but just don't take the backward steps. Yeah. So I think that's probably the most practical uh, advice. Mm. I think, you know, real life is, is it, it is real. It happens. Life mm. happens. Yeah. You know, you can't, you can't be expected to just be everything you do in your day to day is only about, you know, said goals. Mm -hmm. Um, you are not a robot. So mm -hmm. I think just, just be gentle with yourself with that one. Yeah. yeah. And I think you, I think you've nailed it once mm. again. I think the biggest, when you do, and, and it happens, right. Mm. You have conflicting goals. You do. All of us do. Yeah. At one point or another, we're trying to do this over here. We're trying to do that over there. We've got a decision to make. One's going to send us in the right direction for this one, but the wrong direction for that. What the fuck do we do? Mm. And you're 100% correct. Stay away from the black. Yeah. Stay away from the things that are 100% going to take you away from achieving a particular goal. Because when it comes to any outcome, any goal that you're trying to achieve, any sort of end result you're trying to get, you can either take a step towards it, you can take a step away from it, or you can stand still, in which case you lose a little bit of time, mm. but you're not going backwards. Mm. Stop going backwards. Stay away from the black. And for example, that example that we just gave, you got the work function, you got the drinks, you got the food, that's going to take you, you think, a step towards achieving a career goal because you're socializing, so on and so forth. But a step away from your fitness goal, don't have the drinks. Yep. Don't have the food. Socialize without it. Mm. At least then when it comes to your fitness goal, you're standing still. You're still able to play a little bit in the wide of your career goal, perhaps not as much as you want to. Depends what sort of company culture you're dealing with. Mm -hmm. But that's okay. Yeah. That's how you justify it. Not just stop fooling around in the gray, but stay the fuck away from the black. You got anything else you want to add? I think we've summed it up pretty well. I think so too. I think we really have. Yeah. Yeah. I think, uh, no, no, that's all I got. That's, that's all I got. No, no, no. <laughs> I'm, I'm, happy, I'm, I'm, I'm happy with that. Yeah. I'm really happy with how we've articulated that because guys, you know, it's uh, generally what I do on this podcast is. Well, you're, you're, you're Joseph yeah. and you can talk for hours on anything and yes. I'm, I'm related to you. So yes. I can talk for a very long time as we well. Could, and I think, yeah, I think yeah. uh, you could we need me, to, we need to cut this you off. You can call me Joe Rogan. We can run the cameras <laughs> for four hours if you want. <laughs> Uh, but you know, what I try and do on this podcast guys is you, I, 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 
I'm very observant mm. and I like to watch a lot and I like to listen a lot. I listen, you know, as much as I like to talk, you would know, being my sister, I tend to listen a lot more than I talk. And I see things and then I think about things and then I talk to you guys about these things and these patterns and these, you know, from a personal development perspective, common mistakes that I see people make. And when I bring a guest on like yourself, somebody who has, um, you know, whether it's more experience, whether it's different experience, somebody who I think can add a lot of value that perhaps I can't add, I try and learn something from the podcast. I try and get something out of the podcast. And if I can personally get something out of the podcast, you guys win listening. I win. The guest wins. Everybody fucking wins. And I really think the thing that I've learned the most out of this episode, and you know, if there's one thing that you guys take away from this episode, um, make sure that this is it, mm. is attaching that emotion to the outcome. Yep. And if you're unable to attach the emotion to the outcome, you got to stop bullshitting yourself. Mm. That goal is just not your goal. Not your goal. It's yeah. not your goal. Mm. And that, you know, that is going to hit home for a lot of people. Because, you know, it may be a career path that they've gone down and now they're 10 years down and, man, there's a reality hit. It really is. It's time to switch gears. Yeah. Or maybe you've been working on a business for five years, 10 years, whatever it is, and you're just, you're not able to get passionate about You're not able to attach that emotion to it. Mm. That all you do is you're spinning your wheels in a fucking gray. Well, guys, this is the wake up call. Yeah. And it's uncomfortable. I know. I get it. But this is the wake-up call. That goal is not so for you. Yeah. if there's one thing you take from this podcast, I want that to be it. Mm. That's it. Thank you, Leah. Thanks, Joseph. For your time and your uh, input and your value. I'm sure the viewers have loved having you on. This, Like I mentioned, this is going to be the first of many. Yeah. Thanks for having me. No doubt. Where can the listeners, <laughs> viewers, where can they find you? Well, if you, if you take Joseph Metzl... On Instagram, yeah. <laughs> and you take out the uh, the Joseph, and yes. you add the name Leah instead. It's L E A H. Uh, L E A H. It's yeah. at Leah Metzel. Yeah, is uh, is where you'll find me. Yeah, and if you guys uh, want some entertainment <laughs> at some point, uh, just Google Leah Metzel. Please do, and not you'll Google see me. all sorts of shit come up from basket. You can fact. You know what? They've started doing this in the US. Is like fact checking the social. I think uh, Twitter started okay. like fact checking. Yeah, you can you can go fact check. You guys can go fact. Check Leah. You can go fact Just check Google me if Leah you like. Metzel and all the shit will come up from the basketball days and the DJing days and all sorts of shit. Please don't do it's that. It's wonderful. No, there do some, it. There I'm going to do it. I'm doing it right now. I'm, picking, I'm picking up no, my phone. I'm Googling Leah Metzel right now. I give a fuck. Oh, shit. Uh, good times. Thank you so much. I appreciate your, uh, your insight and your input and your value, and I'm sure the viewers have as well. Guys, you could have been anywhere in the world right now, but you're here with us. We appreciate that. Until next time, catch you on the flip side. Thank you for tuning into this episode of the Fitness Times Business Podcast. Be sure to subscribe. And if you enjoyed listening to this episode, make sure you give us a five-star rating. Until next time, we'll catch you on the flip side.